What up, 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 what's up? I am the Danielle J. You are now tuned into Donuts, Coffee, and Tech on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. And I'm super stoked that you're here because we have yet another piece of content to help you get off your ass. And I swear, I was so, so, so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed when I dropped the last episode because I went back and I listened and of course like I told y'all would do I would go back and just like completely dissect every bit of it and on top of that the video did not record the video didn't record how devastating like legit was talking some real bars sitting here thinking I'm talking to the camera like I'm doing my whole thing I got the whole rigmarole going on I had it down I had two cameras set up the one camera literally didn't have enough memory so that was that the other camera which is my phone legit just said nah I think I might have got a phone call or something I don't know because it legit just stopped recording and it was five seconds like the the recording that it did capture was only like five seconds so here we are again trying this aspect of video and audio please forgive me for all of the um technological hiccups that may be happening in these episodes early on i'm still trying to get back into the groove of things i legit had to play with the microphone situation because i had a lapel on last time uh, or a lavalier mic and uh, I wasn't really impressed with the sound all the way. I mean, it's good for other things. But yeah, no, I, I changed it up. So this should sound clearer. It should be a lot more pristine. We have like three or four microphones in the house. We, meaning me and Buddy. So there's a way that I can get this thing to sound as crispy as possible. Because before, what I used to do... Even though what we do is... And, you know, a little bit of a story time... I used to take the uh, iPhone ear plugs and use the microphone on that and just hold it up to my mouth and talk um, and do it on a voice memo. Like I had this super minimalist, basic way of recording these podcasts and it worked. You know, I was able to get it done. Um, but we've evolved in technology and I wanted to get back to studio quality right because when I was doing the radio we had all this technology all of this amazing equipment we had great sponsors and things of that sort that would come through with all kinds of devices and gadgets and gizmos and stuff for us so now that I have accumulated some of the gadgets and gizmos I'm like yo let me go ahead and try to like get back to that place so anyway without further ado Today's episode is actually going to be about dating. I'm going to start dating her even harder. And I wanted to like really talk about like interpersonal communication and the way that it it kind of comes across on technology, right? Because I keep talking to all my male friends and basically just all my friends in general about like how much online dating sucks, right? Like, man, that sucks! And across the board, I feel like everybody who does online dating has a, a general agreement, like a consensus that online dating sucks. Man, that sucks! And it's interesting because 
Um, not a lot of people like really talk about why it sucks, you know? Uh, and then, and I wanted to kind of break that down in this episode. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to turn the mic down just a little bit because it keeps going into the red. So don't want that problem, (laughs) but okay, check it. Online dating and my experience has been just a wild journey, right? I didn't even want to get on any dating sites for the longest for years i was anti-dating sites meet people in real life do your thing whatever and it wasn't until about like 2019 that i actually started flirting with the idea of getting a profile on any site right and even then i was just like yo i don't know i'm not gonna really put a whole bunch of eggs in this because i don't know it just seems like a, a waste of whatever right and then the pandemic happened and everybody was on online dating just because it was like, yo, you know, we got to not lose our minds. Even if you just create a pin pal or something, you have to do something right. So was on there during the beginning of the pandemic and then signed up for like three or four of them. And yeah, you know, it's it's really interesting. I think it's really revealing to like a lot of how people think uh, the opposite person things right like i won't say the opposite sex per se just because you know it's been a very similar experience across the board for a lot of the people that i talk to about online dating um the technology is freaking amazing right like it's come a long way and i'll say that because the the application hinge for example right hinge literally has taken extra steps in and put extra time into development of their algorithms and stuff so that you can be matched with people who kind of have similarities as you and it starts to pick up on who you're like swiping left on type thing they also put a lot of emphasis on the way that the profile even shows up so that it can be more meaningful the way that you even come across these people etc etc right there's another application called iris iris is the same as hinge with like all of this uh, detail to the algorithm that they're creating. And Iris legit creates a fake person at the beginning of you signing up for your profile to kind of get an idea of what your most perfect person looks like, right? They do that and then they go through their database of people who have signed up, right? And try to find a picture that is most like that picture to show you like hey we have somebody on here who actually looks kind of similar to this um but then it goes through and supposedly they're like constantly scrubbing their data trying to find people who fit the criteria that you have for dating so the technology is amazing right like that's that's phenomenal i love that shit it's everything that dreams are made of the only problem is the people on the apps aren't as genius as the technology that is bringing us together, right? <laughs> and that sounds horrible. That sounds fucking horrible. I know it. I know it sounds horrible. I know that, you know, people are probably going to like give me shit for saying that. But listen, if you're on a dating app and the most you can communicate is just a high, Maybe you should like go figure out how to communicate before you get on a dating app because your 
your strongest suit on any of these applications has to be communication. It has to be. It absolutely has to be. And the app developers can only do so much to get you to talk. They've created prompts around like your pictures so you can like have something to already talk about. They have like predetermined questions that you can send over. Uh, Hinge has gotten like voice memo capability and all these other things. Like these applications are getting smarter. They are literally figuring out more ways to communicate because they understand that texting is not everybody's strong suit. They don't want you to, to fail at dating because you don't like to text. Like I don't like to text. I'm not a texter for real. Like all my friends will tell you, if I could pick up the phone and call you or FaceTime you, we're doing that because I like talking in person. Um, and that's another reason why I wanted to do the video aspect of the podcast is because my strong suit in communicating is face-to-face. I'm like the the hand-to-hand combat type girl, right? So you have technology evolving with the dating apps. Everybody's getting on board with like these different ways to communicate and all these different facets that communication can happen online, right? Because we're learning that you really can excel and accelerate your connection with another person through all these different means without having to be in front of them, right? Nothing will beat being in front of a person that you connect with. Like, nothing will beat that. We know that as humans. We know that across the board. That's why they're making these virtual reality outlets as as realistic as possible because they understand they're not going to be able to get the real thing, but they can get damn near close. And I feel like they're going to start doing dating and, re- and virtual reality soon, like really soon. I feel that in my bones. But with all of this advancement in technology, with all of these things that are coming together so that we can better communicate, why are people still trash? <laughs> Why are they still trash at communicating? Why is it so hard for people to really like talk to other people if you came to a platform for the sole purpose of meeting new people? I just don't get it. So the three dating apps that I want to talk to y'all about in comparison to one another, besides people being trash, like we'll just, we'll call that whatever, right? I mean, we'll get back to that later. But the three apps that I wanted to talk to you about Facebook dating, Hinge, and you know, let's let's go ahead and talk about Iris because I was going to talk about a different one, but that's fine. We'll talk about Iris. Sorry, I keep sniffling and stuff as allergy season, I guess. I don't, who knows what allergy season actually is because in LA, I feel like it's year round. You'll just get caught off guard one day and bust in the face with a whole bunch of pollen. Like you just, you can't properly prepare for a season out here. So pardon the sniffles, but First things first, let's talk about um, how I have no affiliation with any of these applications. I'm not being paid to advertise or, you know, talk about these applications in any shape or form at all, right? This is just one woman's opinion. This is the things that I found to be helpful on these applications. These are the things that I found to be trash, right? So I'll start with Iris because it was the last in the line and almost didn't make the cut. So Iris... Like I said, it does this phenomenal thing of like asking you all these questions and it it poses all these pictures and stuff so that you can start, you know, putting together like your ideal mate. That's fantastic. The part that I don't like is that legit, they'll just send you a bunch of people, right? And I think what what it is, is they want you to pay for a service. So therefore you can get the actual technology that they're, they're using. 
I think that's BS though. Like, if you want me to buy into your service, give me a little taste of what I'm gonna get, right? Because with the other applications, they have a paid version. Um, you get a little bit of what you would be paying for, right? Every single time. I go on Iris. It's like a hundred guys. And they're like, you're his type. Am I? But is he my type? No, he's not. Please, send me guys that are my type. You know, kudos for them for, you know, paying for the service so that I can come up in their feed. Or whatever. However y'all doing that. Uh, but the technology that you guys possess, please just sprinkle some into the, the regular use. Because it doesn't feel like it, right? Second application. Facebook freaking dating. I did not know that Facebook had a dating aspect to it until I was talking to, actually, <laughs> this guy I used to date. And he was telling me, like, yeah, you know, I meet a lot of women. And I'm like, well, how? You know, like, what are you doing? Because he's like, I meet them online and whatever. And I'm like, well, where? And he's like, oh, Facebook dating. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. They even have it where you can set it up. If you have a crush on somebody that's in your friends list, you can say who your crush is. Nobody sees it. But then you'll get a notification if they sign up for Facebook dating. I thought that was genius. It's so cute. Um, that way you know that they're single and looking, you know, as opposed to you trying to shoot your shot in that DM and then get blocked, you know. So, that's really cool. The other part that's kind of cool about Facebook is that it is free and it takes the most minimal amount of setup because you already have a Facebook profile. So you just, you have to do some tweaking, adding some pictures and whatever. But, you know, outside of that, super seamless as far as like the experience goes. Um, my only beef with Facebook dating is that I don't like that I have to have the Facebook app to use it. Like, set up a separate application or something. Because I don't want to go on Facebook to see what the hell's going on with Facebook dating. I just don't. I don't know. I'm I'm weird like that. I'd rather have everything a little bit separate. That way I can, like, categorize it somewhere and then I can whatever. And then... I, I don't know. I really like having the separation of application because... If I want to go on Facebook dating, I'm in a certain energy. If I want to go on Facebook, I'm in a certain energy. I don't want those two things to be combined together, right? Because then when I'm on my regular Facebook looking at people, I'm just like, okay, uh, I was just dating a second ago. Am I, okay, my brain takes a second to click back over into like, I'm checking up on folks or whatever. I don't know. It's weird. It might be a me thing. It might be a brain thing. I don't know. But that's my beef with Facebook dating. I do love that it's free. I do love that. Um, but I feel like if they had like a paid version of Facebook dating, it would allow for people to show their seriousness. You know what I mean? Like Hinge. Hinge to me is one of the best dating apps ever developed, right? I have not had the best luck on Hinge. Meaning... I met a guy, we dated, didn't work out, whatever. That's the only guy I've ever dated off of Hinge. Everybody else has been on some pen pal type stuff. It, it is what it is. I feel like that's just the nature of the, the, the dating culture right now. You have a lot of people who are just like, okay with experiences and talking and all that. 
but not really serious about getting to know folks on a deeper level or connecting in real life, right? Or you get the, the hyper-aggressive folks and then they, you know, talk crazy to you when you, like, check them. Because I'll check a guy in a second, like, fam, chill out. You're doing the most. Like, we not on that. So, Hinge, they take a while to put your profile together, right? And you'll see people on there that just don't take the time to put the profile together. I automatically swipe left on those folks. Like, you get no play from me if you didn't take the time to actually, you know, put together your profile. That's number one. Number two, they call themselves the app that's meant to be deleted. They want you to get off of this thing. So they're really intentional about the way that they're like developing this application over time. Like the things that are on your profile that would, you know, be something that you would want to share off top. They allow you to make visible or are hidden, uh, just kind of depending on how comfortable you are with things. Right. Um, and speaking of which, so for you to have a profile on Hinge, you have to like, you know, answer a series of questions or whatever. And one of the things that they ask you is like, you know, your employment, like, where do you work? Um, and you can actually hide it off of your profile. You can hide it. You can say, you know, you can answer it and hide it, or you can just not answer it and it'll count as like your profile is not complete. Right. But you'll still be able to, you know, participate, whatever. I've come across a bunch of profiles here lately where the guy will put something like none of your business or like on a need to know basis or just like some random shit. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, fam, why don't you just hide it from your profile? If you don't want anybody to know where you work at. Right. Because when you put on a need to know basis, it, it sounds like you ain't got no goddamn job. That's what it sounds like. Like, I'm looking at the profile and I'm like, nah, I'm good, fam. And I'm sure there are other women that are thinking the same thing. Like, mm, I'm good. The other thing is, oh my God, they need to put in something for the quality of picture, right? Like, I think Bumble or somebody actually has it where you have to take like good pictures, like clear pictures, and they won't let you upload like group pictures. Fam, on Hinge, there's like a gazillion guys in a picture on every picture. And you're like, yo, who am I trying to talk to? Like, I don't get it. I swipe left on them too. I ain't got time. I have no time and no patience to be trying to decipher who am I talking to on this damn application. I just, I don't have the patience for it. I just don't. So I hope that, you know, they'll put together something where, you know, you require people to have to have like a clear picture of themselves. It's one thing to have like one other person in the picture and then all the rest of the pictures are of just you. So then I can kind of decipher like, yo, okay, bet you just took a picture with your friend. It was a good picture or whatever. But when every single picture is you and a group of people or you with like a chick and another chick and a guy and you know, just whoever, it gets super confusing and I'm, I'm not here for it. So anyway, Hinge. Out of the three, to me, is the best one because it does have all these different uh, ways that you can communicate with the person that you're trying to get to know. Legit. They have prompts on all the pictures. You can put a prompt on your picture to say, like, guess where this was taken or, like, you had to be there or whatever to kind of, like, entice somebody to talk, right? Then they also have these prompts for you to write things about yourself so that you're not just writing a, a, a bio because that can be intimidating, right? 
They also have it where you can put a voice memo on your profile, which is great because some people are like voice snobs, right? Some people want to hear that voice before they actually communicate with you um, or before they, you know, jump the gun and give you their phone number or something. Um, I, I get it. Some voices are just too much to to stand and sometimes people put on like a radio voice when they're doing the voiceover <laughs> part <sighs> I don't know anyway that's an option once you connect with the person you're able to send voice memos you're able to do like a video uh, chat like a uh, FaceTime you're able to do like a phone call without having to give out away your phone number like they have all these different measures to really make communication easier and I'm here for it. Hinge definitely takes the cake. I think they are the best application for dating because they do have all these options. And on top of that, if you pay for the preferred uh, membership, you are able to like really hone in on some of the demographics that you're looking for in a partner. Boom. There it is. The part of this podcast that I really, 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 really want to talk about because besides these applications having phenomenal data, phenomenal freaking technology phenomenal ways of getting people on their applications and talking and you know getting to know each other i want to talk about how sad it is that humans cannot communicate with one another when that has been our claim to fame since the beginning of time we found a way to communicate with one another we even have created languages and have all kinds of different ways that we can further communicate with each other but when you look at these dating apps and you see like the statistics like I I had the number I didn't write it down but there's some crazy number of people that literally just ghost the other person because they just didn't know what else to say right that's some crazy shit to me like I could probably talk forever right wouldn't advise it because obviously the repercussion of talking forever you lose your voice whatever it's exhausting But it's just really sad to me to think that we as a society are becoming less and less communicative. And I think of a time, and it's probably because I listen to a lot of old school music, when people had to be really intentional about the things they said because they had to be really intentional about the way that they moved in society. Because there was a lot of like, uh, what do I call Accountability. A lot of accountability. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday and, um, I had mentioned to him, I said, you know, I just, I don't like disrespect. I'm just not a disrespect person. Like, you disrespect me, I'll probably, like, cut you off, right? And his response was like, well, you know, men have to be careful with the way that they talk to women because women are a lot more sensitive, to which I wanted to cuss him out because I felt like that was rude. But I was like, okay, go on. He's like, yeah, because, like, amongst my male peers, I can be very, like, you know, brash and, like, you know, straightforward and this and third. And I challenged him. I said, you know, is it that women are more sensitive or is it that you're being rude toward women and they respond in a way because you're being rude, right? Because I'm really tired of hearing this whole dynamic of like, oh, well, I can't communicate with people because they don't accept straightforward or they don't accept this, that, and the third. When the person who's being straightforward in, in air quotes for those who are just listening um, they're actually being rude rude as fuck right and I just I don't know I really do think that there is some type of I don't 
what to call it. It's like this kind of haze that's happening right now in society where we're like misconstruing things so then you have people who are finding things rude that don't know how to articulate that they think things are rude so then they like blow up in a way that you know makes them seem like they're more sensitive then you have people who are actually sensitive who are getting meshed in with the folks who don't like disrespect and then you have the disrespectful people who are literally being meshed in with the straightforward folks because i'm gonna tell you like this i love straightforward communication i do just don't be disrespectful because there's just no room for it, right? Straightforward does not equal disrespect. It just does not. It does not. It does not. It does not. I can't say that in a, in a more clear, concise way. Being straightforward does not mean that you get to be disrespectful or rude to me. Like it just does not does not constitute, right? But I think in in today's you know world or whatever, however you want to put it, people are really blurring the line between the two because they saw somebody do the straightforward thing and they were very like brash maybe because the situation or the context of the conversation called for it and now you have like this whole like approach to communicating that's quote-unquote straightforward but it's really rude right like I don't know I, I know people from all over the world and like even my most straightforward friends like I'll tell you like this. I have a girlfriend from Ukraine. I love this woman. That is the most straightforward woman I've ever befriended in my life. She will tell you straight up and down what it is, but she's not rude. She's probably one of the most politest people I've ever come to cross in this in this time period, right? My other friend, she's from Sweden. She's literally straightforward. I mean, she is straightforward. Tell you like it is. But she's super polite. Like, there's just something about it that, you know, it doesn't come off as an asshole. And I I really just, either we're communicating in a poor, poorly structured way like this, you know, disrespectful shit, or we're not communicating at all. And then these dating apps are really amplifying that whole dynamic of like, you say dumb shit, amplified with disrespect, or you say nothing and you ghost somebody because you just don't even know how to how to entertain or interact with other people. So, I don't know. That's really sad to me. I really hope that, you know, through talking about it and, like, really getting people's perspectives on it and, like, putting it to the forefront and creating some type of accountability around it, that we as a society can, like, do better. Because I really do feel like we're missing out on so many connections with other people because we just... We gravitate towards what's comfortable and what's comfortable might be fucked up because we're dealing out of trauma and we're dealing out of like necessity and and like, uh, I don't know, like, I, I can't think of the word, but like, you know, we're just dealing in a place that's not our full self. And I really want to see it get better, I especially in dating. I just... I'm I'm over it. I'm like, listen, y'all, if if you can't talk, if you can't communicate, if you can't have a conversation, right? And if you can't not be an asshole, then fam, I might just be single for the rest of my life. It just might happen because I just, I cannot. And I know that some of the things that I find rude, I have to really look at and like decipher, I guess. No, uh, dissect, sorry. I have to dissect those things and see 
if it's rude or if it's just me being like um, a trauma responsive person. I get that. But a lot of the shit is just rude. I'm going to say it straight up and down. It's not even a matter of just like, oh, well, I was hurt by those words by somebody. No, 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 no. Let's be 100. You said something that literally was inappropriate, uncalled for, and just flat out rude. Nah, nah, I'm not here for it. Right. So, ay, ay, ay. Applications, super smart humans, not so much. I really hope that we can get it together as a society, though. I will say that. And if you if you found your partner on a freaking dating app and y'all doing fantastic and y'all out here doing the thing, please leave a comment. Let me know how it all went. And if there was any moments where you felt like, yo, this person can't communicate or if you're just like, you know what? <sighs> Let's go ahead and just keep going past that threshold because that's another thing that I talked to about another friend. He was telling me, like, hey, you know, if it's uncomfortable, push through. If it's not right, stop, right? Meaning, like, if the conversation is a little uncomfortable, push through. Because it may be revealing as to, like, what's happening within yourself and also with that other person, right? A little bit of discomfort ain't never hurt nobody, is what he said. But if it's literally raising red flags making you feel like shit, you're like, all these alarms are popping off in your head, stop, right? Because obviously that's just somebody who is bringing out this trauma in you and you cannot properly navigate the conversation or the relationship with all these red flags and things going off in your body, like your physical response, your mental response, your emotional response is all over the fucking charts. Stop. Some of the best advice I've been given this week, literally. I I love this man. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. So, long story short, to wrap it up, these applications are freaking phenomenal, phenomenal, y'all. If you haven't tried a dating app because you're kind of hesitant to the internet, I get it. Um, I also was very hesitant to the internet because once you put yourself out there, you're kind of opening yourself to all these opinions of people who may not know love. What you won't do to do for love. You tried everything, but you don't give They may not know love of themselves or others, and it gets kind of crazy. But I do implore the exploration. Like, if you do want to go online and see what, you know, what it's about, go ahead. There's a lot of success stories of people who meet their significant others. It's fantastic. I am literally about to split time between app and in person because I feel like I just do better in person. Um, it's really hard in LA though. Like it's one of the hardest cities to date in because of many things, superficial people or just like, it's just the culture here of dating is really strange. So we'll see how it works. But in the meantime and in between time, speaking of applications, make sure that you are connected on any application that you listen to this podcast or that you're watching this video on. Make sure that you're following, that you liked, that you subscribed because all of that data helps with my performance as a podcaster. It helps me get out there to more people and it also allows for me to see what content you all like and I can do better. You know, one of those like, you know, I'm going to look at it, I'm going to take it to the drawing board, I'm going to do better. So, if you would please do me the favor and show me the love, I would greatly appreciate that. 
I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this one up because we did hit our time and on top of that I want to be very considerate of your time darling I don't want you to be sitting listening to a podcast for hours on end if I've run out of things to say I will sound stupid so I will go ahead and cut it here (laughs) make sure that you tune in though the next episode I'm gonna talk about human design and technology um, because human design is a recent thing that I've gotten into and if you don't know what human design is um, just a quick overview it's literally the way that we navigate energy and I think it's really important that a lot of like a lot of us if not all of us look into it even if we're not fully subscribed to it because it is very revealing on um, how we can navigate in this realm really spiritual episode coming up on the next one thank you so much for being here on this one And I'm just really excited to be back, y'all. I'm just really excited to be back in this thing. So make sure that you follow, like, subscribe, all those fun things. And I will see you all on the next one, all right?